Welcome to another episode of Old Time Detective and Mystery Radio from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite radio detectives. Today we bring you The Adventures of the Falcon from the 1951 episode, The Case of the Mighty Muscle. Please remember to like, share, comment, or subscribe so you won't miss any additional episodes. Hello? Yes, this is the Falcon speaking. Oh, Louise. I'm glad you called. Oh, you'll have to count me out tonight, Angel. Some boy I know thinks committing murder is a sure way to make a fortune. And unless I can convince him otherwise, he's going to make a stab at it. This is Jack Costello, friends, inviting you on behalf of the Kraft Foods Company to listen to The Adventures of the Falcon, starring Les Damon. You met the Falcon first in his best-selling novels. Then you saw him in his thrilling motion picture series. Now join him on the air when the Falcon solves... The Case of the Mighty Muscle. Friends, before we join the Falcon for his latest adventure... I want to tell you about the handiest little menu helpers a homemaker can have in her kitchen. They're the nine famous Kraft cheese spreads. Everyone so handy for quick, easy snacks and sandwiches, appetizers, and salad toppings. They're creamy, mild-tasting Kraft cheese spreads. And sharp-tasting varieties, too. All delicious, all of the finest quality, because they're made by Kraft. Tomorrow when you shop, get several of the nine famous cheese spreads by Kraft. And now, the case of the mighty muscle. It's early Sunday morning, and the streets of Manhattan are deserted, save for a broad-shouldered young man named Al Compton, who strolls down East 86th Street and heads for home. But unknown to Mr. Compton, he has company. Twenty feet behind him is a tall, lean gent who matches him step for step. And only after Compton has gone two blocks is he aware of his shadow. All right, friend, what's the idea? You're speaking to me? Yes, why are you tailing me? Tailing? Well, why should I want to do a thing like this? That's what I want to know. Uh, you're imagining things, Mr. Compton. Yeah? And how come you know my name? Oh, well, you're a celebrity. Everybody knows Ken Brady and the fellow he's grooming to follow in his footsteps. Why, it's one of the big success stories of our time. Who do you think you're kidding? Okay, Compton, I'll put it to you straight. You going right home? Why? A friend of mine wants to talk to you. Who? Nick Daniels. What does Daniels want with me? Oh, then you've heard of the boss. Maybe. Then you know that Daniels ain't no two-bit up. I know his territory is Indianapolis. What's he doing in New York? That's what he wants to talk to you about. I got a car around the corner. I'm sorry. I never take rides with strangers. Look, Compton, as far as I'm concerned, you can keep on walking and heaven bless you. But Daniels said, Eddie, you bring Compton to my place so you see the position that puts me in. That's your tough luck. Oh, no, friend. It's yours. must really enjoy your work, Eddie. What'd you hit him with? Hey, Nick. I heard it. You think it could be the cops? No, Brady wouldn't have missed him this fast. You want me? No, 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 no. I'll take care of it. You look after our friend here. Just a second. I'm coming. 
Hello, Nick. What are you doing here, Claire? I thought I left you in Indianapolis. Well, you're such an irresistible creature, I had to follow you. I want to talk to you. You'll have to pick another time. I'm all jammed up. With what? Well, well. What goes on under our little roof? That's none of your business. Now, will you leave? Isn't that handsome hunk of man on the bed Al Compton? Didn't I tell you to beat it? All right, darling, if you don't want me to stay. Ah, hold it, Claire. I changed my mind. (laughs) I thought that was a woman's prerogative. You wouldn't be thinking of going up to see his boss, Ken Brady, would you? Would you mind? Very much. You don't want to jump to conclusions, Claire. Mr. Compton just dropped into chat. He had a couple too many, and he passed out. That hard stuff is awful, isn't it? Especially when you get it from the end of a blackjack. Now, listen, Claire. Sure. What's it worth to you? What's what worth to me? Keeping my mouth shut. A thousand dollars. Oh, now, Nick. Now, make up your mind, baby. If you don't want it, that's all right with me, too. Now, don't be cheap, darling. After all, in your bracket, how much can you keep? I said I'll give you a grand. Take it or leave it. I'll take it. Though I'd like to try for two. Look, Nick, you're going to talk all night with that dame we got worked. Just a second, Eddie. Listen, Claire, I want you to take a little walk for a while. Come back in a couple of hours. 4.30 be all right? A five will be even better. And you'll have that money ready. I said I would. Okay, Eddie, get him up. Come on, Compton, wake up. Let me alone. Come on, you can go back to sleep after the boss talks to you. Huh? Hello, Compton. Oh, you're Nick Daniels, aren't you? That's right. I'm awfully sorry about this fellow, but I had to talk oh, to you. You no good. Sit down. Now, I've got a proposition for you, Compton. I'm not interested. Why don't you hear me out? I've been doing a little checking up on you. They told me you're Brady's fair-haired boy. Treat you like his own son. So? So I'm going to show you how to commercialize on it. Now, I'd like to open up a couple of gambling clubs around town. You're crazy. You think Brady would stand for it while he's in the business? That's just it. He's not going to be in business much longer. What do you mean? We're going to knock off his club regularly. What? Yes. And uh, when his customers see the rough stuff that goes on, I don't think they'll be flocking there anymore. You're out of your mind, Daniels. You don't think it'll work? No, we got spotters all over the place. It's armed like a fortress. How are you going to get your boys past the guards? That's where you come in. You think I'd sell out Brady after all he's done? I think you'd sell out your own mother if the price were right. Look, you can take your money. Who's talking about money? There are other things in life besides that. You're not making sense. Ever hear of a man named Sam Richards? No. Funny. I found a guy in Mobile who's willing to identify you as the lad who killed Richards in a fight over some girl. That's a lie. Seems this friend of mine was living across the street and saw the whole thing from his window. You're bluffing. You think so? Well, take a look at these pictures. Where did you get them? Oh, I forgot to mention that this friend of mine is a camera enthusiast, and he thought a picture of you bending over the body might come in here. Well, you're not frightening me, Daniels. Brady knows all about that mess. Yeah, but the cops don't. What do you say, Compton? Do you cooperate? When will I get the pictures? Don't give them a thought. I'll deliver right after you do. (laughs) 
story, Judy, so you see the spot I'm in. Either way, I'm a dead duck. What does this Nick Daniels have on you? Oh, that's unimportant. It can't be if you told him you'd cooperate. Listen, Judy, I swear all this happened long before I ever met you. Then why can't you tell me what it is? I just can't, that's all. Just take my word for it that Daniels wasn't sounding off. If I double-cross him, it can mean my life. Well, what are you going to do? Well, what can I do? When I came to New York, I was a bum. Brady took a liking to me, he gave me a job. You mean you're going to tell him about Nick Daniels? Yes. Oh, no, you can't do that, Al. You got a better idea? Yes. Why don't we leave town? How far do you think we'd get? Daniels probably has a boy now watching the hotel. Then, then why don't you do what Daniels wants? Brady would never suspect Will you. Will you forget it? If you really loved me, I I'd... do. Then don't say anything to Brady. Just get out of my way, Judy. No. I won't let you go, Al. You can't stop me. I can try. <laughs> Al. Nobody here. No. Yeah? Let me talk to Mike Waring, please. Ain't here. What's the matter, kid? Did I wake you? Oh, that's a pretty ridiculous question, Corbett. What do you want? Now, that's no way to talk to a guy who's going to do you a favor. Look, Sergeant, I don't like guys doing me favors at 3 o'clock in the morning. Okay, Mike, if you don't want to meet her. What are you babbling about? I just picked up a little number who's out of her mind to meet the Falcon. You interested? Nope. Blonde, five feet two. I said I Got wasn't a figure in... that would put Venus to shame. Oh. What's her name? Judy Wainwright. Never heard of her. You will. She just killed Al Compton. Ken Brady's boy? That's right. She wants to hire you. Is that why you called me? Yeah. Well, tell Miss Wainwright I'm not interested. Nah, you're being smart, Mike. What do you mean? Well, strictly between you and me and the guy who's hiding under your racing form, this little girl hasn't got a prayer. Not a chance, huh? No. She's up the well-known creek without a paddle. I bet the jury won't take 20 minutes to strap her into the chair. You want to hear the story she tried to give us? No, never mind, Sergeant. You always foul up a story. Tell Miss Wainwright I'll be over to hear it myself. This is Jack Costello again, friends. While Mike is on his way to listen to Judy Wainwright's story, I have a little success story I'd like to tell you. It's about a hostess I know who helped make her latest party a special success by serving extra delicious appetizers. Here's how she made them. She took small strips of dried beef, spread them with Kraft's tempting relish cheese spread, and then just rolled them up jelly roll fashion. Good eating? I should say so. Mighty good eating. And, of course, it's no wonder because Kraft Relish Cheese Spread has a flavor that's delightfully mild and yet tantalizing. And it's smooth, creamy smooth for easy spreading, too. And like all nine Kraft Cheese Spreads, Kraft Relish is a wholesome dairy food made from only the finest, purest ingredients. Kraft Spreads are perfect for appetizers and for between-meal snacks and sandwiches, too. Try Kraft Pimento. Roca, Kraft Pineapple. In fact, try all nine grand varieties. Look for them in gay, colorful, tulip-designed drinking glasses you can use again and again. And remember, Kraft cheese spreads are America's favorites because they're so delicious. Tomorrow, get several of the nine delicious Kraft cheese spreads. Now, back to the adventures of the Falcon. 
An hour has passed since Sergeant Corbett, acting at the behest of Judy Wainwright, got in touch with Mike Waring. And now at a local jail, while the Falcon listens, Miss Wainwright talks for herself. You've got to believe me, Mr. Waring. I didn't kill Al. Then how come you didn't see the murderer? Because my back was to the door. And you didn't hear it open? No. How do you explain the gun being found in the room? The killer must have thrown it in. Mm -hmm. How did your fingerprints get on it? Oh, I don't remember. I... I was so dazed, I probably picked it up without thinking. You weren't so dazed that you couldn't pack a bag and head for the nearest bus line where the cops grabbed you. I tell you, I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You had a fight with Compton, didn't you? No. I was crazy about it. Then how come the people next door heard you arguing? Corbett tells me they heard Compton say he was walking out on you and you wouldn't let him go. That's a lie. Did you or didn't you say you were going to stop him? What is this, a third degree? Just what side are you on, Mr. Waring? I haven't decided yet. Well, if that's the way you feel, I'll get someone else. Falcon's not the only private detective in town. Okay, Angel. No hard feelings. Hey, Sergeant. No. Wait, Mr. Waring. Yeah? I'll tell you anything you want to know. Okay. Suppose we start with the last question I asked. Well, Al and I were arguing. But it wasn't over what you think. Al worked for Ken Brady. You're not telling me anything new. Well... Late last night, a man came to Al with a proposition. Either Al helped him ruin Brady's club, or else. Or else what? I don't know. It was blackmail of some sort. What was Compton's decision? He was going to tell Brady the whole story, even though it meant his life. That's why I wouldn't let him go. Mm -hmm. And would you know the name of the party who tried to blackjack him into line? Yes. It was Nick Daniels. Oh, the gentleman from Indianapolis? I think so. Do you know him? No, but I've always wanted to, and this may be my chance. Hey, Sergeant, I want out. Want me to get that, Nick? Don't trouble yourself, Claire. No trouble at all. Hello? Yes, just a minute. It's your Indianapolis call, Nick. The operator says she's ready with Wilson. Uh, Just tell him I won't need those strong-arm men I asked him for. Anything else? No, just say I'll be back in a couple of days. All right. Go right on, Claire. I'll take care of it. Hello, Wilson. Nick asked me to relay some dope to you. Yeah, about those men. Look. Hello, Nick. Do I know you? Not like you're going to. My name is Mike Waring. Oh, the Falcon. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you want with me? Well, I'm working for a girl named Judy Wainwright. I don't believe I know her. She was engaged to Al Compton. Oh. Too bad it was broken. Then you know he was murdered, huh? Sure, I heard it on the radio. Sad, wasn't it? Yes, very. But doesn't it strike you strange that he should be knocked off right after you worked on him to double-cross Brady? Who told you that? Little Birdie. What's this little Birdie's name? What difference does that make? It's got a long tongue. Maybe somebody ought to pull it out. <laughs> Eddie. Yeah. Fresh game. Right. Get your hands off me. Shut up. Nick, what are you doing? I said, get your hands off me. I heard you the first time. Why, oh, you... Okay, huh? Come on, break it up. Let go. I said, break it up. Quit playing around, Eddie. Use the sack. No, you don't. I can't. He's got my arm. Well, in that case, I guess I'll have to take a hand. You all right, Eddie? 
My arm feels like he tore it out of its socket. The dirty... Make him stop, Nick. I'll fix him. Cut it out, Eddie. Waring. Waring. He's out cold. Give me that vase. You're not going to hit him with it. Will you shut up? Lift his head up, Eddie. Right. That's fine. No, no don't. It's only water, Waring. It can't hurt you. Want a drink? No. Suit yourself. Who told you about my deal with Al Compton? That's none of your... Oh, for heaven's sake, Nick, stop it. I told you to keep out of this, Claire. Well, Mr. Waring? You don't think I'd tell you? Sure I do. Well, you're going to be disappointed. Okay, Eddie. Take off his shoes. Hey, what's the idea? I'm going to show you how we make it hot for guys like you back in Indianapolis. Nick, you wouldn't. No? We'll watch and see. You got a match, Eddie? Sure. No. Nick! Well? He still ain't talking, Nick. What'd you come out for? Go back in there with Claire and work on him till he does. That's no use. He's out cold from the looks of it. He will be for another three or four hours. Oh, that's fine. Now, how am I going to find out who told him I got to Compton? Maybe he just guessed it. No, no, no. You don't guess things like that, Eddie. Somebody's been talking out of turn. Uh-huh. Maybe it was Claire. Maybe. Then again, maybe it was you. Well, what kind of a crack is that? Claire started to make a grand of things had broken, right? So, take it any way you like. All right, Nick, as long as you mentioned it. Where do I stand in this deal? I told you that before. Before things were different. I was supposed to get 5% of everything you made in New York. So? So right now, the best you can hope for is to keep your health. If Brady ever hears of this stunt, you won't live long enough to regret it. Where does that leave me? The same place it leaves me? Well, not quite. You got dough. I haven't. That's tough. But only on you. What's the idea of the gun, Eddie? I want 10 grand for my trouble. What? You heard me. I haven't got it here. Don't hand me that. I'll let you look at my wallet. I'm fresh out. It cost me plenty to start operating. You've got plenty more in your safe. Sure, but that's down in the office. All right, let's go to the office. Okay, Annie. When a fellow's got something coming to him, I'd be the last one to stop him from getting it. Uh, let me get my coat. <laughs> Take it easy, Hanson. You're going to be all right. Oh, who are you? You're not being very flattering, Mr. Waring. I was kind of hoping you noticed me when you first came in. Oh, I did. <laughs> you had me worried for a minute. I thought I was slipping. Uh, and what time is it? Quarter of nine. You mean I've been alone here for almost three hours? Not alone, honey. I've been keeping you company. Oh, lucky me. <laughs> what's your name, Angel? Claire. Now, what's the rest of it? Ames. Miss Claire Ames. Since when has it been Miss? Hmm? Wasn't so long ago you were wearing a wedding ring there. Who told you that? Oh, I'm clairvoyant. Besides, you still got a band of white on your left hand. Oh. Yeah, see how simple it is? Uh, who was the lucky man? What difference does it make? Because I've got a feeling it was Nick Daniels. How did you know that? Oh, just a hunch. You still married to the guy? Yes, but don't give up hope, Hanson. I don't think it'll last. I've been thinking of Reno for quite a while. How would Nick like that? He wouldn't. How'd you get into this mess, anyway? 
They promised me $1,000 if I'd help them, and I needed the money. Mm-hmm. Did he and Eddie kill Al Compton? Use your head. What was their percentage? Compton was their boy. Well, where are they now? They left about two hours ago from Nick's office. What do they do with my shoes? Don't be a fool, Waring. You can't hobble around in your condition. You just lie still. I'll get a doctor. Oh, don't you bother. I'll live through it. Too bad I can't say as much for your husband. Where's Nick's office, Claire? Last one down the hall. Uh, look, Mike, what's your interest in this case? Well, isn't it obvious? I'm looking for Al Compton's murderer. Why? Because I've got a client named Judy Wainwright. The police think did it. I see. Do you? Yes. So that's where the leak was, huh? That's how you knew that Nick approached Compton. Uh Uh-huh. And the police think that your client is guilty. Yep. What makes you so sure she isn't? Oh, I don't know. Call a blind faith. I wish I could find someone to believe in me that way. Well, maybe we could work out a deal. Maybe. Uh, This the place? Yes. Who's the Star Trading Company? That's the name Nick is using in New York. Oh. Well, I guess there's nobody... What's the matter? I spoke too soon. The door is open. Uh, Where's the light switch? I've got it. Well, awfully careless of Mr. Nick Daniels to leave his office in this condition. Hmm? Doesn't it strike you as being sloppy? No. Obviously, we both can't be looking at the same thing. And the first thing I noticed was that open closet... And the next thing I saw... Eddie! Yes, that's who it is, Claire. Well, what's wrong with him? Just to mention one thing, he's dead. Hand me the phone, Angel. I've got to call the police. Eighty-six precinct, Sergeant Corbett speaking. Hello, Corbett. This is Mike Waring. Well, where have you been keeping yourself, friend? Your client's been asking for you. Well, you tell Miss Wainwright she's got nothing to worry about. I'll be down in five minutes with the proof that she didn't kill Compton. What do you call proof? I just found Eddie Nichols' body. Say that again? I just found Eddie Nichols' body. Nick Daniels' boy. Someone let him have a butcher knife right in the back. Where'd you find him? In Nick's office. How do you figure that clears Miss Wainwright? I'll explain it all when I see you, Sergeant. But it stands to reason the same party who killed Al Compton killed Eddie. I still don't see how that gives the girl an out. Oh, come off it. What's wrong with you, Corbett? Eddie's been dead for less than an hour. And for the last five, you've had my client under lock and key. I guess again, Miss Wainwright raised ten grand worth of bail at seven o'clock tonight. That was three hours ago. You're joking. If you think so, wait till you hear the payoff. The guy who put up the dough was a gentleman named Nick Daniels. Ain't that enough to kill you? This is Jack Costello again, friends, and I'd like to say a few words about those nine delicious Kraft cheese spreads. That's right, I said nine. There's a variety to please every taste. There are the creamy, mild-tasting ones like Kraft pineapple cheese spread, Kraft olive pimento, and Kraft relish. And there are sharp-tasting kinds, too, such as Kraft Limburger, Smokel, and Kraft cheese and bacon spread. All of them are delicious and good for you, too because they're wholesome dairy foods made from only the finest, purest ingredients. For easy sandwiches and snacks, keep your refrigerator stocked with several of the nine famous Kraft cheese spreads. 
Now back to the adventures of the Falcon. A half hour has passed since Mike Waring received the news that Judy Wainwright's bail was furnished by Nick Daniels. And now with the gorgeous Mrs. Daniels in tow, the Falcon tries to locate the good deeder. Listen, Claire, you're sure Daniels wouldn't go anyplace but this apartment? Well, it's either here or his office. But the doorman said he hasn't been back since he left. Yes. Obviously, he knew whereof he spoke. Well, I guess the only thing to do is to uh, sit and wait. That seems like a smart idea. Want a drink? No mind if I do. Say when. When? Here's to what we both want. Uh, Wait a minute. Uh, Does Nick have a hotel suite anywhere? Not that I know of. Where could he have taken Judy? Why are you so worried about her? You don't know how important that little lady is in my scheme of things. You think she killed Compton and Eddie? Well, uh, I'll do you, Mr. Waring. Judy, where's Nick? Right behind her. So try anything funny and you know what'll happen. Why don't you let him bail you out, Judy? I thought you sent him. You'll forgive me for using your name, friend. How did you find out about her? I'm a gambler, Waring. I play hunches. This one paid off right on the nose. Speaking of hunches, Nick, I've got a honey of my own. Yeah? Yeah. I've got a feeling that one of the things you're not expecting is this. Get down, Judy. That's not nice, Nick. Drop that gun. Come on, drop it. Cut it out. You're breaking my arm. And I'm going to start on your neck. What is it? Mike, stop it. Let go of me, Claire. You'll kill him. That's the general idea. Come on, Nick, get up. Let him be, Mike. He didn't kill Al Compton. No. No. How would he know Compton was going to double-cross him and tell Brady? I tell you, Nick had no motive. Who said he did? What? I never claimed he had a motive, Claire. I just don't like this guy on general principles. I don't get you. No. I'll see if this is any better. You killed Al Compton. You're crazy. And what's more, you killed Eddie Nichols when he stumbled on the truth. You let go of me. Now, don't struggle, Angel. Because now that I've finished with Mr. Daniels, I'd just as soon start on his missus. <laughs> she kill Al? She had nothing against him. Well, that's what made this almost a perfect crime, Judy. She had no motive, but her husband did. You mean it was a frame? That's right, Angel. You see, if Claire played ball with her husband, all she stood to gain was a thousand dollars. But if Nick went to the chair for the murder of Al and Eddie, then as his widow... She stood to come into a fortune. Now, you got it. While I was out cold, she followed Eddie and her husband to the office, where she let Eddie have it. And you mean to tell me Nick just stood by and did nothing? Uh, what was your reaction when you saw Al die? Oh. I recall you were a little on the bewildered side. Yes, that's true. Well, the same thing happened to Nick. But didn't Claire say she was with you while Eddie and Nick were gone? Well, what could you expect her to do? Break down and confess? After that going over I got, I was in no condition to tell whether or not she was lying. Well, I still find it hard to believe she was in that hotel room while I was arguing with Al. Well, why? You were both so worked up you didn't notice the door open. Oh, now admit it. You're guessing. No, no. She had to be in that room, Judy. You see, she knew something she never could have known otherwise. That Al was planning to double-cross Nick by telling his boss the whole story. Now, Nick didn't know that. The only reason he was giving up the scheme of breaking Brady was that with Al dead, it didn't stand a chance of working. Now, is it clear? Mm, I see. Good. I only wish there was some way I could pay you for all you've done. Oh, there is. How? Well, I don't think this is the proper time to go into that. (laughs) Why not? Well, a private detective likes to keep his fees strictly between him and his client, and uh, 
I've got a feeling we're being overheard. Wait till we're alone, huh? This is Boy Scout Week, the 41st anniversary of the beginning of the Boy Scout movement in America. All over the country, special scout activities are in progress, including scout open houses to which the public is invited. The Kraft Foods Company salutes the Boy Scouts and urges all America to support this character-building work among our youth. Why not get in touch with your local scout organization this week? Drop in and get acquainted with the scouts, their leaders, and their program. The Case of the Superfluous Murder. The Case of the Superfluous Murder. That's the title of next week's adventure of The Falcon, when Mike Waring learns that if a woman wants something badly enough, not even murder will stand in the way. So be sure to listen at this same time next week to another exciting adventure of The Falcon, brought to you by the Kraft Foods Company. The Adventures of the Falcon are based on the famous character created by Drexel Drake, produced by Bernard L. Schubert, written today by Gene Wang, and directed by Richard Lewis. Music was by Arlo. Les Damon was starred as the Falcon, with Ken Lynch as Sergeant Corbett. Be sure to hear The Great Gildersleeve next Wednesday evening over most of these stations. In next Wednesday's broadcast, Gildy comes face to face with an hilarious problem and solves it in a way that will keep you laughing for days. Remember the show, the time and the place. The Great Gildersleeve, next Wednesday evening over most of these stations. Check your newspaper for time of broadcast. This is Jack Costello speaking for the Kraft Foods Company. Groucho Marx joins Tallulah Bankhead's big show today. Be sure to hear it on NBC.